one game for Saturday's confrontation with ump Bill Welke. The Umpires Association issuing a strongly worded tweet calling it a slap in the face. Major League Baseball just issued a statement fighting back saying we do not believe it is appropriate for the union to comment. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome on in to another edition of the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you on a Tuesday. Hope you're having a great one. Talking about uh, different things going on today in sports. So certainly a lot of discussion going on about what's happening in the NBA. And we knew it was going to be a very interesting offseason, and it has proved to be that. It has not let us down with trades, with rumors, with you know, discontent being discussed, and that could uh, how that might affect different trades that could happen as well, leading up to the NBA draft. The draft takes place on Tuesday, or excuse me, this Thursday. Today's Tuesday. Draft's coming up on Thursday. And uh, a lot of eyes on a few specific players and a few specific teams on how that might change the dynamics of what currently is understood in the NBA. And uh, certainly there's a lot of talk about the Utah Jazz, the Memphis Grizzlies, and what could happen there with Mike Connolly coming to Utah. Uh, if that's the case, who do the Jazz give up to get him? And at one point uh, in the in February, it was uh, seemed like it was a clear thing that uh, um, that Derek Favors would be a part of the mix. His salary is, is up there, and they would have to give that up along with a few other players to make sense, dollars and cents-wise, to get to Mike Connolly into a Jazz uniform. But uh, now it sounds like he is not on the table as part of the deal. So that actually makes it a little bit more complicated for what the Jazz might be able to uh, put together, what kind of offer they can make to the Grizzlies. And also, will the Jazz even make a pick in the first round? Will their selection be included in this deal to get Mike Conley if that does, in fact, happen? Uh, We're going to find out a lot more detail about that and maybe even some additional implications uh, about what's going on with the Jazz. Tomorrow, when our guest will be Tony Jones, great writer for The Athletic. Uh, He's a friend of the show. He's been on with us before, and uh, certainly follows the Jazz very closely. And uh, he'll be joining us tomorrow afternoon, so you don't want to miss that one. And uh, we'll dive into not just the Jazz, but some of the other things that are happening around the NBA because it has been it's been a wild couple of days Anthony Davis trade uh the talk on well, that happened over the weekend on Monday it was a lot of the talk about the jazz and and uh, Mike Connolly and the Grizzlies uh, a lot of it today is that there's some players opting out of their deals to become uh free agents uh, Al Horford is one with Boston, though that looks like he's doing that to 
renegotiate something with the Celtics so he can stay there for longer term, not as much money each specific year, but it gives him a few more years to do that. Another person that's uh, making an, a similar decision, but maybe for different reasons, is Harrison Barnes. Uh, he was traded midseason from the Dallas Mavericks to the Sacramento Kings, and reports are today that he is going to be opting out, and he will become an unrestricted free agent. And uh, it's not not sure if he will decide to stay in Sacramento, uh, but he he, he could. He uh, in renegotiating his deal can make him a part of a team that puts him alongside guys like Darren Fox and Buddy Heald. Marvin Bagley the third. The Kings are a good up and coming program. They've got a good young core. Uh, Harrison Barnes is not that old, but he's certainly been with some interesting programs. Won a championship with the Golden State Warriors. Um, but uh, there are reports. ESPN they're reporting that Sacramento B has suggested um, actually that uh, a, a four year deal in the range of eighteen million dollars to twenty million dollars per year would be beneficial to both sides if he stays there in Sacramento. But if that doesn't work out, he's got a lot of op- uh, options on the market uh, for a guy of his size and, and his abilities. Um, he averaged 18.9 points per game in 2017, 17.7 points in 2018 before he was traded to Sacramento ahead of the deadline. So he's six foot eight, and a guy he can be kind of a versatile uh, player. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens there if he stays or if somebody takes a run at him. And the other big story today is what's going on in Houston. Uh, So earlier today on the Dan Patrick Show, uh, Chris Morley was uh, a guest. He is, um, you know, their, their main guy for basketball operations handling a lot of the trades and the decisions about player personnel and what's going on with their teams. Uh, he had was a guest, and actually he had made some comments uh, just the other day um, on, uh, on ESPN, just yesterday, because there were reports about the tension between Chris Paul and James Harden. And there were some reports that the Houston Rockets were interested in blowing everything up and... Everybody's on the table. Nobody is safe. In fact, after the season concluded, their contract negotiations with Mike D'Antoni for an extension, that stalled. So there's clearly some discontent and uncertainty with what's going on in Houston. And uh, Daryl Morey says that uh, there there is tension between the players. He did admit that there is tension between Chris Paul and James Harden, but says you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. We have two high-level competitors, Chris and James, who their only goal in life at this point is to win the title. They have they've accomplished everything else. They're both going to be first ballot Hall of Famers. Uh, so, all you know, basically, all two competitive superstars at that level. Uh, there's going to be times when they're extremely competitive, extremely uh, uh, focused on you know how do we get to that next level, and when we don't, there's going to be frustration. And he added, just uh, uh, coupling with that, he says that frustration is not necessarily a bad thing. There could be some good tension between star players. 
I'm frustrated. Our top players are frustrated. Mike D'Antoni is frustrated. Uh, we want to take the last step and be the champion. And uh, uh, I think it's good that there's, I think it's good that there's tension uh, in the sense that uh, we all want to win. So he was asked um, that basically he, he's been on the offensive for the last few days. Del Morey has with Houston saying, look, this, yeah, we want to, we want to be a contender. We want to go out and, and make things happen with this team. But there's also reports out there that there's a lot of dysfunction, high level dysfunction and discontent in that, in that, in that program. And so Daryl Morey's really been out there a lot the last few days. And I don't know that he's necessarily helping himself or the organization. It's just, he's saying one thing, but we're seeing reports saying something completely different. Uh, As you heard at the top of the hour, there's a report on uh, yahoo.com that here's just some of the words just from this report that uh, about the relationship between Chris Paul and James Harden, unsalvageable him or me, no respect at all on either side. Uh, They need to get away from one another. It can't be fixed. So uh, how how do you say every, everything's available except those two guys? When it certainly sounds like there, there's a lot of tension here between these two star players. Chris Paul signed to a very big deal last year, and the owner, Fertitta, has gone on record multiple times saying that he regrets making that deal, and it's a very expensive deal deal and it really hasn't helped his team out with Chris Paul's injury problems and kind of his attitude in the locker room. Uh, there, Basically this report on Yahoo says that a lot of this stems from Chris Paul wants to coach James Harden on the court and James Harden is looking over at Chris Paul like I am the best offensive isolation player ever in the NBA. Back off. Play your role. And, and so, it, basically, Chris Paul, who has been a floor general his entire career, has been relegated to a role player beside James Harden, and that does not sit well with him. And James Harden wants to go do what James Harden does. Not very many people can slow him down doing what he does, except his own teammate that's getting in his head. And uh, clearly there's tension that's been going on. Uh, I saw some past uh, videos of uh, some of the post-game interviews after they faced the Utah Jazz. A lot of questions were given to James. Chris is sitting there like, what am I, chop liver? And questions keep going to James Harden because clearly he is the guy. He's the difference maker. And Chris Paul gets up and leaves the podium. And so... For some, that seemed kind of funny, but uh, according to some other reports from those within the Houston Rockets organization, they were embarrassed by it because it was a public display of what they've been feeling and seeing behind the scenes. But here's what Daryl Morey said just today when he was a guest on the Dan Patrick Show, which we heard right here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, earlier this morning as he talked about what's going on with the Houston Rockets and the relationship between James Harden and Chris Paul. 
So I think, obviously, we're very aggressive. I actually, you know, uh, Woj, I called Woj after his story came out saying we're changing everything. And I was like, really, is that news that we're going to be aggressive to try and get better and do a trade if it makes sense? But I had to tell Woj, he was, he was right. It was news, apparently. You know, we've 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 generated a lot of clicks in the last few weeks for some reason. So, Okay, but is that... You're, you are everybody's available or I mean, explain what aggressive means then in, in your terminology. I would say the main thing is that we're going after one of these top free agents. And because of that, um, it's probably going to have to be a trade. So I think, you know, anyone who knows the overly complicated NBA, if, if you need to, you know, if you need to, if we're in our position and you want to get a free agent, it has to be through sign and trade. Uh, so that requires a trade at some point. So that, that's sort of that's sort of why there's a potential trade out there. Is everybody available on the roster? No. Who's not available? Chris and James. Chris Paul is so not I, I available. Only have five guys, so it's not it's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, we only have five guys signed to long term deals of our rotation. So we got some good young guys that have longer. Yeah, I was just wondering if the Lakers called and all of a sudden said, uh, hey, you know what? Is Chris available? But you're saying that no matter what anybody offers, anybody calls, that Chris Paul and James Harden will be in the backcourt next season. I mean, again, we were the best team down the stretch. We spent a lot of time putting together two superstars. Uh, We're trying to add a third. Going backwards from that doesn't make a lot of sense for us. I want to at least get your comments that there was a report that there was a turmoil, a tension between Harden and Chris Paul. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Do you, do you agree that there was? And if so, what do you attribute that to? I, I mean, I don't know how to, how to label things, but I would say we have extremely high-level competitors, both James and Chris and Mike and myself and Tillman Fertitta, and none of us are happy with where we're at getting eliminated uh, when we had a good chance to win the last couple of years. And, you know, that's going to, when you do it multiple times in a row, it's, it's going to create some angst where, you know, we're all trying to figure out how to take that last step. And we're not always going to agree, but we come together and we win a lot of games. I mean, I think there's 165 last year. We were what, 29 and four down the stretch once we had our, our, our main rotation guys in place. So, you know, we know what we do works. Uh, we now want to get it to work all the way to the finals. And, you know, that last step is what's in how do we do it is what's maybe creating some of the, uh, you know, the, the, the competitive level we got right now. For more. So that was uh, Daryl Morey, who uh, was on the Dan Patrick show just this morning. Basically saying, look, we just got some competitive guys that want to win. And then a few hours later, report on Yahoo Sports says their relationship, the players' relationship, is unsalvageable. Apparently, the the report continues saying that Chris Paul went to Rockets management, demanded a trade. Harden issued a him-or-me edict following the second-round loss to the Warriors. Um, It says that the backcourt mates went nearly two months without speaking to each other during the season. So this isn't just a recent development. This has been something that's been brewing and stewing for quite some time in Houston. A source tells Yahoo Sports, there's no respect at all on either side. They need to get away from one another. Chris doesn't respect James standing in the league, and James doesn't respect the work Chris has put into this point. 
One other, uh, one other league source says it can't be fixed. So it's a very messy situation with very conflicting reports and suggestions that these guys don't get along and don't like each other and can't play with one another. And then the other one is that, look, they're just competitive guys that want to win. Here's the problem, though. The Houston Rockets model, the successful win games Houston Rockets model, is that you give the ball to James Harden, and get out of the way. And so, if if Chris Paul wants to be a, a contributing factor in this, he has to recognize how that uh, this team is going to be best run and best operated with with Mike D'Antoni with his belief on how this the system should work. So, uh, running it uh, as set plays, running a half court offense, I don't know that that works with James Harden. I don't know that it effectively works with Mike D'Antoni. So Chris Paul uh, can be a great facilitator, can be a good uh, scorer at times, um, but uh, I don't know that it's really proving to be that that those two can coexist. Now, Daryl Morley is trying to say that, look, when they were together and when they were healthy, we were a very good team. And there is some truth to that, but you do have very differing leadership styles on that court when they were on there together. And Chris Paul was kind of known to be a cantankerous guy when he was with the Clippers and wanted to be the floor general and sometimes felt like he knew better than the coach. Um, And uh, if, if he was really that valuable to their program, would they have given him up? Nonetheless, Chris Paul did get a big salary um, renewal. He's going to earn $38.5 million next year. He's going to earn 41.3 the year after that, 44.2 the year after that. So who's going to want to take that on? And I think if you're Houston, you're stuck with it. Um, and I, I got to be honest, I couldn't be happier. Uh, I, 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 that is one of the franchises, at least the way that they're running their team and what's happening on the court, that's really frustrating for me to watch. Um, it's it's just a three-point basket, three-point shootout contest, isolation hero ball, and, uh, and, and faking fouls to get to the free throw line or somehow manufacturing points. And uh, it's it's hard to watch. And it's it literally it is James Harden and everybody else because he demands he is so good that he demands everybody else's defensive attention from opposing teams that uh, all you got to do is an opponent as opposing player just you know move around to the right positions and eventually if if he can't make it happen on his own he'll get the ball to you and that's your chance to to make a basket because there's, he demands so much attention and so much defensive gravity that you're going to be out there floating around doing what you want to do unnoticed. And for Chris Paul, that's not good enough. Uh, He wants to be able to run the show. He wants to be able to be in charge. And um, you have two alphas. And I don't know, I don't know that how much longer that can, that that can survive. Now, maybe if they decide that they're going to try to make this thing work, 
and package some players to uh, to get another high level star. Um, that could be interesting if he's if it's the right type of person, if it's the right mentality, that he's okay letting James Harden be the alpha because he is the alpha. And Chris Paul hasn't been able to come to that realization yet. Uh, I don't think that I don't believe that uh, Houston can sign a free agent because of all the salary that James or Chris Paul demands. But uh, it, it could be a very uh, interesting couple of days leading up to the NBA draft, where a lot of these teams do make those trades in anticipation of the draft, either to move up or to move down or use those picks as part of their deal uh, in their package to get other players. But what this uh, what this means to me is that the free agent market is very hot. And uh, teams that I didn't even think would be in the running for some of these top-level free agents are in the running for some top-level free agents now, meaning Houston. And so for the Utah Jazz, I would be really hesitant to try to bank on the fact that you could get whatever free agent, or not necessarily whichever free agent, but your top target as a free agent to sign with the Utah Jazz. Because these major market cities... Uh, are, are going to be more attractive, justifiably or not, uh, for some of these free agents. And I think if the Jazz are going to make a move to add top-level talent, um, they have to do it via trade. I think there are going to be some interesting free agents that the Jazz can land that they will go after, but top-tier guys, I just the more I see what's going on in the NBA over the last couple of days... I'm not certain that they'll be able to make it work. So, uh, it, this is this is fascinating. The NBA this season has done some amazing things to capture everybody's attention and dialogue and debates, especially in times when it should be some other sport should have the spotlight at the given time. Uh, for just for example, it was that uh, lead up to the Super Bowl that it was the Anthony Davis trade stuff started breaking, and uh, that captured everybody's attention. Everybody was talking about Anthony Davis to the Lakers and what the Pelicans were wanting, and how that kind of went back and forth for a long time, and that stole a lot of attention away from the Super Bowl week. And now it should be baseball and golf, but we're still talking a lot about NBA. And I believe we will continue to talk a lot about the NBA for the next couple of weeks. After the draft is done, there's still all this free agency that's going to be taking place and pick up and officially start signing these guys on June 30th, on that evening of June 30th. All right, coming up next on the Full Court Press. And don't forget, uh, tomorrow night, uh, more information about the Jazz perspective of what they might do, what their position could be in the free agent market or in trades that could happen and who the Jazz might have to give up to get some guys that they want. Uh, Tony Jones will be joining us. He writes for The Athletic. He used to write for the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, He used to cover the Utah State Aggies, so he's a friend of the program and uh, a very, very smart uh, perspective on what's uh, going on with the Utah Jazz organization. Very well connected, very respected, and uh, he'll be joining us tomorrow on the Full Court Press to lend us uh, his perspective on what's going on 
in the NBA over these last couple of days and will might still be in the works for the next couple of days. Utah Jazz worked out, gosh, probably as many players as I've seen them work out in quite a while in their individual one-on-one workouts with players. So they're they're definitely doing their homework and uh, will they even get to draft one of those guys that they got to work out? Will they even draft anybody? So uh, very interesting to see what happens over the next couple of days in the NBA. Up next here on the Full Court Press, uh, always we do this on Tuesdays, the stat that blew my mind. Also share information about uh, player of the week. Who stood out over the past week and what they were able to do, what they were able to accomplish in the field of play. Uh, also want to let you in on some new features that we're going to be discussing and using on the Full Court Press on certain days of the week through the summer and into the uh, next uh, fall upcoming season. Some fun things that IJ and I will be doing over the next uh, little while. To, uh, it will be a way to involve you, the listener, in what we're doing and uh, have you play along with some of the things that we're, we're going to be doing, agree or disagree, over the next uh, while here on the Full Court Press. And so those are some fun things we're going to be uh, letting you in on and what's coming up with that. And also another interesting story in Major League Baseball and uh, a player going after an umpire and virtually getting off with a very light sentence, and it has the umpires incensed. Major League Baseball is fighting back. So we'll get into that as well coming up on the Full Court Press. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Whoever your best player is, that's who your team is. If your best player is a hardworking, unselfish, tough son of a you-know-what, then guess what your team is, because they all fall in love. If your best player is a selfish, arrogant, entitled S-O-you-know-what, then guess what your team is. Doug Gottlieb. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The best businesses in America use Rico because Rico is considered the highest quality when it comes to copiers and printers. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your authorized Rico dealer in Logan. We have the perfect machine for any mid-sized office. Rico's IMC 4500, leased at only $119 per month. Plus, you get service from a company that's won Rico's Circle of Excellence seven years in a row. Find us at valleyofficesystems.com. Pouring rain, it's real dark outside. Your heart starts beating really, really fast. You've never done anything so hard in your life. This is boot camp, this is the real thing now. It's such extreme pain, you don't understand how you can finish. I began to feel that there was no way I was ever gonna have my title, U.S. Marine. It takes special inner strength, courage, and desire to do this. I was just thinking, I'm so close, I'm so close. And when I I finished, I was like, I'm done. I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me straight in front of me, put her arm on my shoulder and said, good morning, Marine. PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. John. 
We can't keep putting this off. Okay, I'll clean the gutters. I'm talking about your dad. Well, what can we do? He wants to stay in his house. We can make his house safer. Yeah, I worry about the steps. Perfect world, there are no steps, but he does have steps. And that banister only goes halfway up. And all those little throw rugs are falls waiting to happen. So what about his prescription meds? If he forgets and takes them twice, he could get really dizzy. Right. We could get him one of those daily pill counters. And he should have some sturdy hand grips in the bathroom and shower. This is all easy to do. You know he's a proud guy. He's not going to take all our fussing lying down. That's the idea. For older people, falling and breaking a hip can be devastating. For more tips on making homes safer, visit orthoinfo.org slash falls. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and the Orthopedic Trauma Association. Now please, clean the gutters. Just be careful on the ladder. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you on a Tuesday. I.J. under the weather today. But the show still goes on. We still talk about the things we normally do on Tuesday. And after that, we'll tell you about uh, some of the other fun things we're going to be doing over the next uh, little while here. Some new features that we're going to be rolling out here on the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. On Tuesdays, we always do the stat that blew my mind. We look back, we pour over the details, do the research, to try to find something interesting, something that you can share when you're around the water cooler, something that uh, will stick in your mind and maybe even blow your mind. That's blew my mind with this one. Uh, so there was a baseball game the other day. Arizona Diamondbacks, Philadelphia Phillies. Did you watch this one? There were 13 home runs in this game. The Diamondbacks hit eight. The Phillies hit five. That is the most ever in one Major League Baseball game. That isn't necessarily the stat about this game that blew my mind. Um, it is interesting that that's the most ever in, in the game. It seems like scoring is up. A lot more home runs are being hit. I think if you're a broadcaster... Uh, <laughs> You, you've got to be coming up with some new ways to describe home runs because it seems like there are more and more of these hit at every game. But um, there were three home runs for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Three home runs hit in the first 13 pitches. The three first three batters hit three home runs. 13 pitches. And you're already down 3 nothing. Amazing. Diamondbacks are actually the first team to give up eight home runs and score eight home runs in the same season. The Dodgers did it to them earlier in the year, and then they just did it to the Phillies. Phillies, one of the few teams to score five home runs, to hit five home runs, and lose. So just because you hit five home runs in a game doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win anymore. 
So that's crazy. 13 home runs in one game. And three of those home runs were within the first 13 pitches. Also on Tuesdays, we hand out our player of the week. We like to highlight a player that uh, did something special in the past week. And, um, ooh, almost forgot. Before we do that, one other thing, one other tidbit about my uh, baseball stat. All of those home runs, according to StatCast, if you add up their distance, all of them, they traveled an estimated 4,969 feet. One more home run, and he would have had a mile, probably. Uh, at least a mile of distance in one game. <laughs> Nearly one mile of uh, distance from those uh, balls that hit out of the park. 4,969 feet. All right, on Tuesdays, we do our Player of the Week. For me, I have to look at what happened in golf. In the PGA, uh, the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, Gary Woodland, the former basketball player who switched to go play golf at Kansas, became a scholarship uh, player at Kansas. He's 35 years old, hasn't really won a lot of majors, but he's very well liked on the tour by a lot of the other golfers. Kind of became famous for a viral video at a fun little tournament in, uh, I believe it was in Phoenix, Arizona area. And the Down Syndrome kid was with him, and uh, he helped her with the shot. And it was uh, a lot of fun and became kind of a viral video. But for him and his performance and what he did to close it out, and especially two very clutch shots on 14 and on 17, he was fully aware of Brooks Kepka breathing down his neck, coming after him, making a run at it, high-pressure situations, Took some gutsy, uh, uh, made some gutsy plays. Had a thirty-foot birdie putt, and uh, the guy won the uh, the U.S. Open. And uh, Gary Woodland, he is uh, my player of the week. All right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, some other features that we're going to be talking about over the next little while. You'll hear us, uh, Ajay and I, do and a fun way for you to get involved and, and participate as well. And also want to get into the story coming out of Major League Baseball. Uh, did Manny Machado get off lightly? Was it just a uh, slap on the wrist for what he did when he uh, came across an umpire? We'll talk about what he did, what the punishment was, and how people are reacting. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press at 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. I'm stylish. I'm classic. I'm extremely sarcastic. I'm in love with this band. I'm the number one fan. I'm a musical genius. Let your t-shirt do the talking. We've got just the message you're looking for. Say what you want to say with pride embroidery and screen printing. From your favorite prints to the latest trends to the straight classics you love. Shop pride embroidery for your custom t-shirts in every color, cut, and design. Big city style right here at home. Visit thinkpride.com. 675 North Main in Logan. This is Ryan at My Mattress. My wife and I were laughing the other day because she read an article about things not to buy online. The first thing was prom dresses. Dresses advertised versus dresses delivered. Needless to say, what people thought they were getting is not what they got. 
It's much the same with mattresses. Almost always, buying a mattress online ends in buyers being let down. At My Mattress, we try to always exceed expectations. Lower prices than online and better beds. Only at My Mattress. Sarcoma. Odds are you've never heard that word before. But for the 40 people diagnosed with sarcoma every day, it is a life-changing word. Life-changing and devastating because sarcoma is cancer. Sarcoma is a cancer of bone and soft tissue more prevalent in children than in adults. More than 6,000 people lose their lives to sarcoma each year. Treatment options for sarcoma are limited and new therapies are desperately needed. More research and increased awareness is necessary to find a cure for a cancer that you probably didn't even know existed until now. Through awareness, advocacy, and research, the Sarcoma Foundation of America is determined to help those affected by this forgotten cancer, to bring hope to the children and adults whose lives are forever changed by a word they had never heard before. Please help us in the fight to find the cure for sarcoma. For more information on sarcoma and the work of the Sarcoma Foundation of America, please go to curesarcoma.org. New message. This is a scam. Thieves are misusing the Social Security Administration's authority and phone schemes to trick you into giving them money or personal information. They state there is a problem with your Social Security number or account. They claim there's been suspicious or fraudulent activity and you could be arrested or face other legal action. They even spoof SSA's main customer service telephone number on caller ID. Don't believe them. Don't provide any information. SSA employees will never threaten you for information or promise benefits in exchange for information. In those cases, the call is fraudulent. Just hang up. If you suspect you've been contacted by an SSA scammer, call the Social Security Fraud Hotline at 1-800-269-0271. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you on a Tuesday. Before we get into uh, some of these features that we're going to talk about, some of the fun things we're going to be doing this summer, I want to follow up with this story that we led with. Chris Paul, James Harden, their relationship is quote-unquote unsalvageable. On Instagram, Chris Paul says, with a little emoji with a shrug, saying, that's news to me. So what's going on? So the the Yahoo report is the one that's really going after this, and they're claiming multiple league sources. Uh, they're no one is named, so don't really know what that who that necessarily is. Is it somebody in the Houston front office? Is it somebody close to one of the camps, the Chris Paul camp or the James Harden camp? Uh, don't really know. That's not really clear. But so Vince Goodwill um, uh, put the report together and a lot of other publications are running with it. And now it's reached to Chris Paul on Instagram and he's saying, 
It's news to me. So something doesn't add up. So either uh, they're still trying to do some damage control or really somebody's just trying to blow some smoke because they know there's tension in the air. Uh, they're trying to make it even worse than it is. Um, and you know, I sometimes I think people have personality differences where I've seen this before. Somebody can have uh, a grudge. Somebody can say something and it was maybe in the heat of a moment, but it was not really that big a deal to them. And it, especially in competition. Uh, but once the game's over, once you're out of the situation that you're, you're in, it's like, okay, we're, we're back to normal. And everything's cool. But the person on the other side didn't take it that way and thinks that's what you really feel, that's what you really mean, and they hold this grudge and it becomes a bigger thing than it really was. And so sometimes some of these these feelings are are absolutely how they are. Others are just perceived, and it's not really how it is. But uh, this Yahoo report, suggesting these guys haven't went for two months during the regular season without talking to each other. And they were barking at each other on the court about what they should do and how they should do it. I I get it. I mean, there's a lot of expectation there that this was a team that was built to be able to take down the Warriors. And they haven't been able to do it last couple of years. But let's not forget, the Warriors are a good team. So I think what Houston is going through is just, panic mode they don't they're freaking out and they've got a decent team i don't know that they need to blow the whole thing up and try it over again um but if they want to that's fine Uh, i think there's some players there that they have on their roster that if i'm the utah jazz i'll take a run at them but i don't know maybe that's just not that big a deal chris paul seems to think that it's uh no big deal. It's news to him. All right, coming up here on the Full Court Press uh, over the next little while here, uh, we're going to roll out some new features. You know, every Thursday we do our pick six. On Tuesdays we do our stat and player. Mondays are usually pretty busy recapping what happened over the weekend. Fridays are kind of busy looking ahead to the weekend. So on Wednesdays, we're going to roll out some new features. Uh, one of them is going to be called Five Best. And we'll go, it could be a variety of different things. So we'll, we'll have five things that we'll, we'll talk about. Ajay will have five, I'll have five. And they could be you know, very, very different. Five best players, uh, five best holes on a given golf course, uh, five best moments in jazz history, whatever. And so it's uh, lists are always fun to put together and they're always fun to debate. So we'll be doing that. That'll be fun. We'll be doing that on Wednesdays. Uh, also, uh, we're going to be starting a uh, sports movie quiz, but in a very unique way. And uh, let's just say it's going to stretch us, uh, mostly Anjay and I, and we hope that you're patient with it and that uh, you're entertained with it and you have some fun. Don't take it too seriously. But it's going to be fun the way we do it, our sports movie quiz. Uh, a unique way of trying to get you to guess 
information about certain sports movies over the years. So we'll look forward to doing that over these uh, next several weeks and months. Uh, look forward to that. And most of those are going to be happening on Wednesdays here on the Full Court Press. All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to look at a, a debate that's going on in Major League Baseball. The umpires are really upset with what they feel is not much of a, a consequence from a player that uh, made contact with an umpire. And Major League Baseball saying, hey, we're just following the rules. So there's some contention between the umpires and Major League Baseball over what, uh, of no surprise to me, who's in the middle of it all. It's Manny Machado. So we'll get into that story coming up next here in the Full Court Press. I'm Larry Gelwicks, the getaway guru for Columbus Travel and Holland America Line. Cruise Wilderness, Alaska with Holland America, including the Inside Passage, Glaciers Galore, Gourmet Dining, and nonstop fun during our Alaska cruise sale. And ask me about our special rates on cruise tours. For the best travel deals on the planet, call Columbus Travel, 800-373-3328 or online at columbusvacations.com. Thanks, Columbus. Hi, this is Tyson Savage with Truck Ranch and Logan, and for the past year we have been building the motto of better service, better prices, better trucks. But what does it mean to have better trucks? At Truck Ranch, we have our own reconditioning facility with certified mechanics that thoroughly inspect each truck so you can shop with confidence knowing that our trucks are better than anywhere else. And as always, Truck Ranch never buys any of our trucks from an auction. They only come from private sellers. Come see us today at 615 North Main Street or Google us at Truck Ranch and come see what buying a better truck feels like. If you're looking for a summer job or something more long-term, Elwood Staffing may have a spot for you. They're currently hiring for production, warehouse, and several other positions for well-known companies in Cache Valley. Come see if Elwood Staffing can help you. If you're an employer needing additional recruiting power, Elwood Staffing can help. Contact Elwood Staffing online at elwoodstaffing.com or call or text at 435-750-0886 or stop by the Logan, Ogden, or Brigham City offices. Elwood Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Vicki, how you doing? How's the knee? It's coming along, doctor, but still some soreness. Well, let's see. You know, this soon after surgery, some pain is pretty normal. I was hoping to get more painkillers. The first round worked great. We're being very careful with those now. Prescription painkillers are opioids, same as heroin. It's easy to start taking them, not so easy to stop. Last year in America, an average of 40 people died from opioid abuse every day. Long-term addiction has become America's newest health epidemic. So no pills? Vicki, you're doing great. So let's try these anti-inflammatories plus your physical therapy. If the soreness doesn't continue to get better, give me a call. For opioids, the smaller the dose prescribed and taken, the better. Because even a few prescription painkillers can sometimes go a long, wrong way. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and the Orthopedic Trauma Association. Visit orthoinfo.org slash prescription safety. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly Adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. 
Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Uh, one last thing about NBA free agency before we get into baseball. Multiple reports are out there that the Celtics have tried to have contact with Kyrie Irving. And for the last couple of weeks, he's not returning phone calls. He's not returning emails. He's not returning texts. So he he's gone. He has effectively divorced himself of the Boston Celtics. Uh, I think they there was they were trying to hold out some hope that they could still figure something out with Kyrie, but multiple reports now are saying that uh, it doesn't look good. <laughs> there has uh, not been any kind of contact with uh, with Kyrie Irving over the last uh, several weeks. Uh, hey, really quickly want to pass this along. Uh, there's a thunderstorm approaching Bear Lake, and uh, 30-mile-per-hour wind gusts are possible with some lightning. So if you're planning to be on the lake soon or if you're on the lake now, probably ought to get off. So uh, National Weather Service urging caution and that uh, you should get off the lake with a uh, thunderstorm rolling in. So you don't want to mess around with that stuff at Bear Lake. All right, Major League Baseball, interesting story about what happened between the Padres and the Rockies in Denver over the weekend. It happened on Saturday. Manny Machado arguing a third strike call at the plate with umpire Bill Welke. Gets in his face, and Welke claims that he was bumped. And uh, there was there was an altercation. There were words that were said. And Major League Baseball has said, you can't do that. And uh, he was suspended one game for arguing the called third strike. Well, Major League Baseball uh, Umpires Association says that one game suspension was just a slap in the face. Here's their quote. says, one game, one single game. What kind of precedent is that setting? It is not okay to throw a temper tantrum and physically touch someone of authority just because you don't agree. Violence in all workplaces is not tolerated, period. Uh, Now, the union made that statement on their Facebook page. Uh, They said that... um, that just it wasn't acceptable. So it was a disgrace. But Major League Baseball, from according to Chief Baseball Officer Joe Torrey, he's a pretty respected guy, says that he was uh, that Machado was suspended for aggressively arguing and making contact with Welke. Now Machado denies that he made contact. He's trying to appeal the uh, the suspension and the fine. But um, the the umpires are really upset. Uh, in their in their post, they continued on by saying Major League Baseball has to always lead by example in all cases of violent behavior on and off the field. With that being said, the MLBUA is extraordinarily disappointed in Major League Baseball for its disciplinary inaction handed down to Manny Machado. One game suspension. And a fine. Is that sufficient? Uh, 
I don't know if I'd call that a slap in the face. Uh, Machado says that he didn't bump him. Umpires say that he did. Um, but I go back to the, we had this argument before. Baseball players are the most soft. Um, are we going to say that the umpires are just in the same lot of all of them? It, it wasn't an aggressive bump. I mean, you, you see this in the NBA. Guys will get teed up, but they're not going to get suspended if they come up on a, on a ref and make some contact. Nothing real, real egregious. If it's a one-game suspension, it's not like the referees are going to say, oh, NBA is so horrible. They don't stand for... No, protecting our guys. Violence shouldn't be tolerated. Come on. He's arguing the call, but you have to all get upset that he only got suspended one game? Come on. Baseball needs to thicken the skin a little. Uh, one other story quickly about what's going on in baseball. Uh, there, We've discussed this. We've debated this. There's talk about extending the netting at Major League Baseball arenas for safety purposes. Uh, It happened earlier this year. Cubs player hit a foul ball, went into the stands, hit a kid. Uh, Traumatic experience, Uh, not just for the the, the child, but for those who witnessed it. It was was a scary moment. Uh, There have been some people who have died because the ball got loose and uh, hit somebody in the wrong spot in the wrong way, and so netting did get expanded and extended last year to all Major League Baseball parks. And the year before that was when it got started, and now there's renewed talk that that doesn't go far enough. So, the Chicago White Sox are actually going to be front runners in this, even though they haven't really been part of the discussion. It's the Cubs that have been. Uh, part of this, this discussion, because of something that happened with them, Chris Bryant's been a big advocate for extending the netting. But the Chicago White Sox, actually, they're going to extend all the way to both foul poles this summer. And um, they they say that, look, it's it, it's not going to distract that much, and safety is more important than anything. Um. But there, there was, uh, there were a few other things that that have happened uh, with the White Sox over the over the years. So, um, Major League Baseball said, "Look, we'll leave it up to you guys what you want to do." But uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred said recently expects the, the the netting discussion to continue into the off season. But the White Sox aren't waiting around. They're they're going to start doing something this summer. Um. Uh, would other how many other teams get involved in this? I don't know, but the White Sox uh, are leading out on this. And uh, once they do it, how many other teams will follow? That's a question. But uh, once one team does it, it seems to be not something like this. At least it seems like most other teams eventually will do it. It's just how quickly. Uh, but the the players. Uh, have really been standing up saying, look, we we got to make it safe. We want to make sure that it's a safe environment for people to come and enjoy the game. 
for them to bring their children to enjoy the game. Nobody should come to a game with fear that they might not go home. So Major League Baseball is extending the netting, saying, look, you can still see the game. It's not that much of an obstruction, and it'll keep us all safe. So anyway, we'll we'll see how that, uh, when it starts to roll out, how many other teams start to look at it, and if that really does distract from the experience of being at the ballpark. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, Coming up tomorrow, Tony Jones, beat writer for The Athletic. Don't miss it. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. As you would expect, Toronto fans threw quite a party yesterday for the world champion Raptors. Kawhi Leonard was front and center, smoking a victory cigar and actually being kind of funny on the microphone. But still, there's no guarantee Kawhi is staying in Toronto. It's a sign of the times in the NBA. You don't build champions the way you used to. We're way past the days of loyalty to a franchise and teams aren't loyal to players. Fans seem to be okay with the current state of the league. I'm not sure Toronto would be upset or at least that upset if Kawhi left. The Raptors knew he might be a one-year rental. They've done everything they can to convince him to stay. If he's still on the team, they have a great chance to repeat. But if he leaves, he'll probably still get a statue outside the Scotiabank Arena. But that's an issue for a couple of weeks from now. This week, the well-deserved celebration goes on for the 2019 NBA champion Raptors. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.